Hello, beautiful being. I thank you for being here and thank you for sharing your time with me. And thank you for listening to my words and just giving me acknowledgement. I always express this because I'm beyond grateful. And before I start this episode, I want to quickly talk about an oracle card I pulled this morning. So yesterday I was doing work for um, this older couple and I was having a really, really good time, but I got to a point where I started like worrying about money. And I try not to do that because when you work from a place of scarcity, you're not going to manifest anything. You have to understand that you're going to be supported and that you are trying your best and you're working from love. So you will be supported. And so I just stood there and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to go home and try to figure out these feelings of why I'm overwhelmed right now because it was just like a wave of that. So I totally forgot to do the reading last night, but I woke up and it's been like a busy morning, but I happened to pull a card and my deck, I'm going to try to insert a picture in here. It is Mystical Shaman Oracle card deck by Alberto Collette and Marcella, illustrated by Jenna. I'm not going to pronounce the last names because I'm going to butcher them, but I love the deck. I found these on Etsy from a smaller, I think they were pre-owned as well, and it came with a book, and I got crystals, and the person that I got them from from Etsy was so adorable, and I was super, super happy. Again, I don't know if it was already used or not. I totally forgot, but it was just a deck that really, really called to me. So I got the card, the giveaway, and when I look at this card, it's just this magnificent brunette woman, and she has this kind of like butterfly or flower or just like wings of a specific bird that I I can't really tell, painted um, kind of transparently on her face through her hair. And it looks like she's trying to hold up the moon. Um, Her hands are stretched, reached up above her. And she has these angel wings that fall on her back. And women, they go and they are on a 28-day cycle as we bleed and as we figure out more about our womb and our yonis. That is the Sanskrit word for vagina. I prefer the word yoni because it's like reclaiming your power back. And so much power has been taken from women in the West by using the word vagina or a lot of people use pussy and I just don't like those words. And so the word yoni has so much power. So whenever I say yoni, that's what I'm talking about. But we work on a 28-day cycle. Men work on a 24-hour cycle. That's why the sun is connected to the masculine men energy and the moon is connected to the, the divine feminine 28-day cycle energy and there's also these other beautiful light eclipses happening off of her and it's a yellow orange and red card and the number is 23 and it's an upside down triangle and I believe that that means actually I don't know okay so there's like the elements and there is fire water air um fire wire and air and earth that's the other one and each triangle with like lines in there you can look them up they all represent something different and it's an upside down triangle so i don't remember what it is and i don't have anything to look it up about right now but if that resonates with you it's also um 23 as the numbers you can do two plus three you can do two times three so if five or six resonates with you or just 23 resonates with you in any way this card is also for you but what i got from this card aside from what the book says is when you work from scarcity again you're not going to attract abundance 
and I've been worried about money this morning because my parents were talking about worried about money and so I'm just like okay because I have a trip coming up to see some wonderful human beings that I don't live in the same state as so I'm flying out to them and I'm trying so hard not to get wrapped up in the societal norm of stressing over money and working out of the place of scarcity so I sat down and I spoke it out loud and I was like oh my gosh I get to plant a garden today. I get to work for this this cute old couple and then I get to have awesome conversations with. I get to have a job that I enjoy. I get to see these awesome human beings. I get and I have the money to support me within all my endeavors of traveling and experience. And I like one of my other friends he posted that it's not a to-do list, but it's a get-to-do list and all these things in life you get to do. When you work out of scarcity and it's all these things are happening to you, that's not working out of abundance. It's not working out of gratitude and therefore it's a low vibrational thing. As soon as you can change your mindset to non-scarcity and as soon as you can change your mindset to gratitude for even the most little things like the roof over your head, the clothes on your body, the air in your lungs, the clean water to drink, that's when immediately everything can switch and that abundance starts coming back through. But you have to be grateful for even the littlest things. And life, the mundane, the little tiny things that make this life worth it. I've been really, really enjoying just, I think everybody gets really, really excited to participate in things that are aesthetic, but I'm not even doing them for the aesthetic purpose of posting, but doing it for, I know that even if I social media did not, wasn't a thing right now, I still know that a garden would be absolutely beautiful to be surrounded by and planting flowers and picking flowers and being around individuals that love the same things. It's just finding the magic in those things, like knowing that you do it no matter what and that it's going to bring you happiness and make sure when you do things in life, you're not doing it just for others' validation or the thing that it's going to just bring you happiness because you can post it on social media. But know that if social media wasn't a thing, that you would do it anyhow. That's something that I've been really, really um, paying attention to. But today's episode is going to be about my spiritual awakening. I call it a spiritual reawakening because we're all inherently spiritual beings. We were born love and something that I heard this time last year, but I totally forgot about that's been re-brought into my life. is It's not that we need to learn to love. It's that we need to learn how to charismatically discontinue the identification that we're not lovable. That's the thing. Other human beings got sad and upset and they projected onto us and they made, we feel like, they made us feel like we weren't worthy, inherently worthy of love. And it's you need to dismantle the idea that you're unlovable when you are. And as soon as you realize that you're lovable, it's like even the cliche things like in the movies is like a guy will grow up in a hard environment growing up and so he's mean to these women and then he has this other individual come into his life and then he's shown that he's lovable and he becomes a totally different person that's exactly what happens in life there's a hundred percent truth to that to any individual whatever you identify as whatever your background is you are inherently lovable And remember that if you are constantly thinking if you are a bad person, you are a good person because you feel bad for the things that you do if you make a mistake. Human beings are also meant to make a mistake, but you're also meant to learn from them. So don't keep pushing it, but take a step back and realize, okay, this is a learning opportunity. I don't need to beat myself up, but I made a human mistake 
and that's okay and I won't do that again stuff like that but we are inherently spiritual beings so it's a spiritual reawakening we have all these little seeds in our subconscious mind of all these things that we already know when you get into spirituality again and for me it started with having a rough upbringing and then being I don't know how much I want to share with the internet I know some people are really open and with my friends I'm so open like there's no it's a hundred percent open with my friends talking about whatever but like there's a lot of people listening to this but anyhow um I had a rough childhood I was uh moved from my biological mother um when I was like five moved with my um other people they're awesome and then I was moved to other people so Going throughout that, there was a period of my life where I felt very, very unconditionally loved. And then I was moved to an area where I felt like I didn't really get acknowledgement because I wasn't the, before I was bring, brought into this new place that I live now, I was an only child. And that acknowledgement was so nice coming from the rough upbringing of being taken away from my mother for particular reasons. And so going into the environment that I've lived for the past, oh, I was adopted when I was eight, so, or nine, nine, I'm 18 now, so nine years, the past nine years, there was periods of time where I never felt acknowledged or listened to, and that was so hard for a while, and then having to deal with my um, biological mother who struggles with substance abuse, that was not also cool either, and I never got acknowledgement how my feelings were invalidated when I would try to talk about how I needed love because my biological mom never gave that to me and I was told I was always playing the victim when I would have a hard trauma come up and all my like traumatic upbringings and the trauma that was stored in my body never got acknowledged. I was always told that I was attention seeking and everything and so I was never understood. That's how I felt and it was really, really rough. Um, And so, I eventually had to learn how to mother myself um, and I learned how to be my own best friend because I realized that I was getting all validation from external sources and when they wouldn't give that to me, my world would crumble again because from my childhood and I had a weird eating disorder, trigger warning due to that because when I was super, super young, I never knew when my next meal was going to be. So I grew up having an eating disorder, therefore gaining weight, therefore getting trauma from that, which a lot of people have, which isn't a funny thing, but it's just a cycle of things. And so I just want to share that nobody's life is perfect. You can look at the person, the most cliche person with the most perfect white picket fence life, and most likely they still have parental issues, or they have a sibling that has been through a lot that projects onto them, or... You know, a grandparent did something to them. You know, everybody in this entire universe, or not universe, but, you know, on this earth plane has trauma. So that's why we need to be so kind. And it can even be just something that happens later in the individual's life that can cause some trauma. But every trauma is valid and everybody understands trauma in a different way. And so that's what kind of triggered things uh, when things happened with um I can't say on here because it'll be triggered and give a little caption as you know but um what has happened with um again I don't know how to abbreviate it the illness that has happened within the past two and a half years um 
sitting down I there was 65 days where I couldn't see people my parents didn't want me to see people and I understood um, because we didn't want to catch anything and so I was alone <laughs> and I used to escape from reality with friends by them being my security blankets and not being able to go anywhere and being trapped in a place where I never felt acknowledged or heard or seen that felt like hell to me that was like my hell not being able to escape from my feelings So there was a time where I didn't want to live anymore. I literally had said that and the people that I told that I thought would ask what's wrong just freaked out on me and was just like, fine, we'll take you to like a psych ward. And I'm like, I wasn't at that point. I wasn't going to attempt anything. I just did not want to live. I was at the bare minimum. And um, after that, I was just like, wow, I really have nobody that acknowledges me. And I did have people but I didn't know how to ask for help and that's another thing is I've relied on myself my whole life so I don't ask for help and that's another shadow work thing that I'm working on but after they didn't want to ask me why this was happening and blaming me for my own issues not ever giving me acknowledgement on my childhood trauma I came to the conclusion that I only have myself and I need to figure out those reasons. So that night I cried so hard and I laid in my bed in the dark room for like 12 hours straight. And I came with a realization, I was scrolling on TikTok or some social media platform. And I don't know what influencer I was looking at, but I was like, oh my gosh, why did they get to travel? And how did they have this life? And how can I get that? Like why, how, that's not fair. That's what I was thinking. Like, how do they have these things? And then a day after that, um, new age spirituality type things c- came on my TikTok feed, and it was, um, I was just like, wow, okay, this kind of resonates with me, and I don't resonate with new age spirituality because spirituality is not about the materialism, but it's about looking within the shadow work aspect to it. The materialism is the fun part of this human existence, but. So I started getting into crystals and I got into chakras and then I don't do chakras anymore. Um, that's a whole nother episode, but I talked to somebody who's, um, who's been studying like Sanskrit for a while and has come from that uh, Hindu background. And I asked them, like, is it okay for me to practice? And they were just like, oh, no, please don't. Like, unless you can practice from somebody that has actually grown up from that and knows the actual texts of it. I was like, okay, so I'm not going to mess with that. But I started getting a chakra work and that's when I started meditating and I came across a few people that did the same and I reached out to them and we helped each other out. And that's when everything got bloomed. And then I didn't do shadow work for about a year, but about a year into this new age spirituality, new jump, um, I did shadow work. And oh my God, it was this time last year that I really, really started looking within and it was awful. I was also doing that really, really intense retrograde and I was crying almost every morning and I remember hanging out. No, actually, I guess this is another vulnerable piece of mine, but there was this individual that was in my life that came into my life after doing this intense shadow work and I haven't been ready for a relationship since uh, a relationship that I had in 10th grade that didn't even become an actual relationship, but they really hurt me. So relationships for me is really a not a big thing and it hasn't been for most of my life and I don't even think I'm ready for a relationship but this awesome individual came into my life and they just I don't know they were everything that I basically wanted or everything that I didn't know I needed and they would like 
me and them had an odd, like the same TV shows like Comfort and um, they were looking into Buddhism and that stuff that I was studying at the time and they like play these awesome instruments and they were playing songs for me and they were gonna make me tinctures for my period cramps out of herbs and they called me a goddess in their eyes like things like that that like just receiving the acknowledgement that you need you know and I started feeling those feelings of love that unconditional love without boundaries and that was weird for me it was so uncomfortable because I've never felt that all the people that I was with before romantically there was always a catch with them but this person there wasn't a catch it was we were going to grow together but they started inviting me to things and I started panicking and I pushed them away and now I regret it to this day but now I know what love is and what can be like so that's that but we're going to come through healing journeys in our life where it's going to be hard because we're going to be giving an ultimatum and it's going to be really, really uncomfortable. But it's either you take it or you just get shown what the possibilities of that could have been. And we all have these seeds in our brain of enlightenment. And when people like that's why when you have a truth of spirituality, you need to speak it because people already have seeds in our head. And when you can plant another seed on top of that, of what their truth is in their subconscious, you can water and have something grow in their minds and they can be expansive to the point of a spiritual awakening. And that's what happened with me. Like I had some individuals on social media that would post about these things and I'd just be like, "Uh uh-uh, like that's crazy. Like my societal mind. And then one day it all made sense. And I'm like, oh my God, like, and now I speak about the same things and I bet people think I'm crazy, but that's all right because I'm healing and I love life and it's nothing to do with substances and it's nothing to do with, you know, external validation, but it's literally happiness within me and the mundane of life. And I think that's so powerful from where I was two years ago, like so upset, extremely quote unquote depressed. Like I had some anxiety, not terrible anxiety, but PTSD and you know dealing with so much and now I know how to alchemize all those emotions I know how to transmute them into something beautiful and that's the most potent raw thing that humans can experience and remember trauma builds character I do add a little bit of a laugh to that because people that have been through trauma they understand that I've talked to people that have the same kind of childhood trauma as me and we all laughed at that so that's why I'm bringing it up um is people that have seen the opposite end of what the aesthetic life is knows and they're the most kind people because they never ever want others to feel the same way as they have felt that abandonment, the lack of acknowledgement, the lack of understanding from others. You feel lost and you feel lonely and know that you are allowed to ask for help even if it feels really, really weird. For me, asking for help makes me feel dumb because... I've been told multiple times that I need to try things for myself and I do and I can't figure it out. So I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I can't ask for help. No, I need to keep trying or like, I just have different, I also have like a cognitive issue from um, things and it's kind of like ADHD, except I kind of mix up words sometimes and it's kind of like almost a little bit like dyslexia, but I hate labels. So I don't give myself those labels, but sometimes I've just not sometimes but I've grown up being called dumb and stupid off and on most of my life and so not asking for help is a claim back of my power thinking that I can always figure it out on my own but sometimes you have to figure things out from others it's just the balance the yin yang the Tao, the 
you know, Da De Xing. I don't know if anybody has read that kind of stuff. But the Tao is like, imagine a pendulum. I think I'm saying this right. Imagine a pendulum and there it can fly all the way to the left or all the way to the right. And when you swing it, you want to find that perfect common area between the left and the right. And you want to keep it swinging there. You want to have the extreme both, the left and the right. And that's how you find the common mediator of that's that's the perfect harmony of nature is that the Tao, the perfect yin yang of all things combined. There's always going to be good things found in the bad and there's always going to be bad things found in the good because that's the way that this universe works. But things are going to happen for you, not to you. And that breakup that you had that sucked ass, yeah, that's going to show you the new partner that you have. It's going to be even better. You're going to have a better job. You're going to have a better place to stay and you're going to have more of your dreams. But things need to happen even if they hurt in the moment for you to be ricocheted to your core to realize, wow, like these things are possible. And a lot of the people that I know that have had these mass reawakenings of this enlightenment has had to reach rock bottom. And it doesn't happen for everybody to find rock bottom. But a lot of people have to realize that what society tells us doesn't resonate with us anymore. And we start breaking out of these societal norms. We get called crazy, but we know that at our soul's highest level, they make the most sense to us. And it's not normal to be depressed and it's not normal to abuse substances to escape from reality because reality is beautiful. But society has shown us how bad it can be that a lot of us attach ourselves to the badness of it. And I always say this and some people hate this, but it's much easier to be a depressed person than it is to be happy. It's much easier to keep a straight face or frown than it is to smile. It takes so many more muscles to smile. It takes so many more muscles to laugh and be authentic. But to cover yourself up and be sad and depressed, it's so easy to do that, especially in this day and age. So I'm so proud of you if you're healing and happy because you've done a lot of work. And I see that about you. Or you've been through a lot and you still know that you never want to have anybody feel that way. So I love you and I hope that today you get some acknowledgement on life. And I thank you for hearing me out and again acknowledging me. And to be vulnerable with the internet like this is a lot for me. But I know that this shows others where I come from. And I don't use this stuff as a label. I don't use it as a validation for any negative emotions. I don't project onto others and I'm open about it. Um, so the things that happen in your life also do not let them identify you. You're not depressed and you're not anxious and you're not PTSD itself, but you've gone through these things and there's always a way to alchemize it and to change it into something beautiful. Don't let it carry you down to like don't let it hold you down like a rock in your backpack, you know, um, break through, go through that chrysalis of life and become that magnificent butterfly. It might take years to do that, but every way or every experience along the way is going to be something even more beautiful, leading you up to the most magnificent timeline for your highest good. So I'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.